0: Welcome back to another edition of our daily sitting in the van. Because I was scheduled to go out and film the daily walk here today, I left the city in a wonderful outdoor spot, and then a sandstorm came. And persisted 60 mile an hour winds from about noon to sundown. So uh, it's nice outside, unfortunately it's pitch black thanks to the insane idea of time changes. But anyway, today we are going to talk about repentance. Um, And this was a fascinating topic that uh, I saw uh, at a church recently. And uh, somebody, I mean, actually mentioned something that was like, wow, that's inspiring. I never thought of it before. And I'm gonna share with you that, but we're gonna go into what is repentance because the scripture itself, the the word repent and repentance appear, you know, dozens of times in the New Testament. It appears all over the scriptures. And the biggest challenge we have is that uh in the in those contexts, there's no specific definition of what it is other than what we know about the rendering in the original Greek, and the word is metanoia. And metanoia means basically a reversal, a change of direction, a change in mind. So if you've heard the word repentance, you've heard the switching, the changing of the mind. And and the idea is, is that as the human natural man born in original sin, we seek after the lusts of the flesh. And as we repent, we turn around and we move instead towards the direction of God. So repentance itself is going to carry with it a few different elements. The first element is going to be an element of, uh, it's going to be an element of, um, Uh, turning away from sin. Sin is the first component. As we are living the natural life, we are prone to sin. We live our lives selfishly. We seek to fulfill the selfish desires and gratifications of our life. And that is really what we find when we're talking about repentance. Now, there is another component to repentance, and that is what does the life of the Christian look like? And that is a life of service to people. Really, I dug through every section of Scripture. And I think that the very best verses in Scripture to get you the heart and the idea of what repentance is is actually found in Luke 3, 8-14, through 14, which isn't Jesus or the apostles. It's John the Baptist. Because as we talk about baptism, let's talk about that very briefly. As we talk about baptism, John came with a different baptism, as did Christ. John came preaching a baptism of repentance, paving the way for the cause of Christ. We have now in believers' baptism is an identification of placing our trust in Christ. And so here we have this different type. John the Baptist didn't come and give us the same baptism that we have as a sacrament today in the church. He came to prepare the way and make the way for Christ. So as he is out there preaching and baptizing people, he says this in Luke 8 uh, Luke 3, verses 8 to 14. Therefore, bear fruits in keeping with repentance. And this is why I say this is the best definition. Keep fruits in bearing with repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. For I say to you, from these stones, God is able to raise up children from Abraham. So uh, we're going to stop at each verse and identify this. This section here, it talks about these people thought that they were god's children because of their genetics their descent the fact they came from abraham and as paul makes clear later on in romans not all who are from abraham are israelites because abraham had isaac and isaac had jacob uh and esau jacob you know you get these um these different elements uh so the people were like hey we're saved because we're children of of abraham and john baptist is saying no this is not the case. Those who are God's children are those who have come to Christ. In fact, Jesus says that in Matthew 7, it is those who, are the ones who are saved are those who do the will of the Father, not those who have some form of lucky genetics. So in other words, if your parents are saved, it does not mean you're going to be saved only if you internalize the life of Christ. And he continues, verse 9, Indeed, the axe is already laid at the root of the trees, so that every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So those who do not repent, those who live their lives for themselves, those who do not turn to God in their heart and in their mind, they don't cast away sin, they do not do good deeds for mankind, and both of those are elements, and we're not adding works to salvation here, what we're saying is the idea of repentance carries with it the element that we are a zealous people, as Paul writes to Titus chapter 2, we're a zealous people, okay, zealous for good deeds, Christ redeemed us for good deeds, Titus 2. Um, but those who do not do those things are cut down and thrown in the fire. Verse 10, the crowds were questioning him, saying, What then shall we do? So, uh, okay, you've got our attention. What do we do? Well, he would answer them and say to them, The man who has two tunics is to share with him who has none. He who has food is to do likewise. And some tax collectors also came to be baptized and said, They said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, collect no more than what you have been ordered to. And some soldiers were questioning him, saying, what are we then to do? He says, do not take money from anyone by force or accuse anyone falsely and be content with your wages. So what do we see in here? We see a rejection of sins. We see a rejection of the sin of tax collectors to take extra money. We see a rejection of the soldiers to be uh, corrupt and to use their power as a soldier to get their own way and, and get more stuff. Uh, we see who else is in here. Um, we see a general call to people. The man who has two tunics is to share with one who has none. Whoever has an abundance of food, share with some, you know, as I, I think in many ways, in some case, sometimes the like end day preppers are, are a fascinating group. Well, I actually met somebody who was a combination of end day prepper and extreme couponer. And I always joked about like, what was going to happen here, but I reached this guy. He, 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 delivered a sermon he uses his extreme couponing to always have this massive stock of food and then he just every week just goes in a church and prepares a meal for the whole church everybody in the church every single week meals he's an extreme couponer it costs him like you know 35 cents or something to feed the whole church for a day uh it's very interesting uh, to see that this is a man living out this idea of i i've i've figured out a way to to cheat code the system and have an abundance of food and rather than stock it up in the basement waiting for the end times he shares it openly with anybody who walks through his church doors that's an amazing element and that is really what repentance is it's to turn away from the selfishness of ourselves the desire to sin the idea to hold for ourselves the idea to keep for ourselves and to liberally give and liberally give and i found those years even when I've made the least income, those years I have tithed, I have always had so much more financial blessing than the years I've made more and didn't tithe. It's very interesting to see that happen. Now, as far as repentance, the message I heard the other day that was so fascinating, I never thought about this, There are two types of repentance. Did you know that? And uh, this person who was speaking, he wasn't a, a preacher, he was just a man in the congregation dealing with some stuff. And uh, he got to this good point in the says, hey, would you come up and share? And so he says, sure, I'll do that. So he comes up and shares this amazing story. And in this, he talks about two types of repentance. He talks about repentance of will for rejection and repentance of stumbling upon your sin. So the two elements here, those repentance of stumbling on your sin is you're you're going through life and all of a sudden a revelation is made to you. Maybe you see yourself in the mirror. Maybe you heard these words coming out of your mouth. It's like you don't believe you're saying those words. They were bad words. They came out of your mouth. And then it clicked on you. Whoa, that was a sin. You stumbled upon a sin you didn't know you had. You need to instantly repent of that. John, first, uh, first John one nine, right? First John one nine. He is faithful and just. uh, If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And delivers from all unrighteousness. Okay, that's really the element of stumble upon sin. The other one is will for rejection. Sometimes you are holding on to a besetting sin, a deep sin. It has driven a deep root right into your heart, and you have a hard time pulling it out. You have a hard time extricating that sin. These are those sins of will for rejection. You know it's wrong. You keep doing it, and you have to turn to God. Whatever it takes. Those struggling with deep the pornography addictions. are struggling with these things. These people who have these issues. These struggles. These, these problems. You're willfully holy. You know it's a sin. You But you love that sin. You revel in that sin. You hide that sin from God the best you can. And like um, My Heart Christ's Home. In that fabulous little book. It's that, that's that deep dark closet. That you don't want to let out. That is will for rejection. The sin of will for rejection. You must repent of those. Those are the things that keep you back. Remember, if you are trying to pray to God and you're holding on in will for rejection to some deep, dark sin, you may not actually have your prayers heard. This is one of those sections. I didn't pull out that verse. I can't remember exactly where it is. Uh, But uh, if you consider sin in your heart, God will not hear your prayers. (laughs) Or at least He won't answer them. like, dude... (laughs) You want stuff from me? Deal with the sin in your heart first. And that's really the element. So uh, hopefully this has been a helpful discussion on repentance. Excellent message from a church. That's why I like visiting all these different churches. You get to hear so many different perspectives by so many different people. and It's it's a fascinating trip. Well, we're going to leave this one here today. Uh, Sign up for that newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter as soon as you can. We're sending out some coupon codes for the new book, Half My Life on Audiobook. I'm just going to send out a coupon code to anyone on the newsletter list. Uh, ourwalkinchrist.com, very center of that homepage there. there There's a newsletter sign-in. We use a double opt-in. And if you we're going to send out the newsletter, I think starting Wednesday morning, it might take a few days. If you are on that newsletter list and you have not received the newsletter by like Thursday or Friday, shoot me an email on the contact form because it might mean that the double opt-in system, you're not in there confirmed, and I will manually confirm you and resend you the list. Um, but we will have a coupon code where you can pick up the uh, the audiobook for half my life just rolled out. I just finished it. It took me, I think I had been working out for like six weeks. I got it all done, five sections, and then I did uh, all the editing. It took forever, and then I did a final QA, and I'm just very pleased with the uh, the final end out. We're putting it up on the other platforms tonight, so it might start rolling out to all of the online stores. You can buy it for, um, within probably within uh, a week to to two weeks. Uh, So you can start looking for that on Audible, on Kobu, on Amazon. You can start seeing those roll out anywhere else you buy audiobooks. Uh, But if you want to get it directly from our website at ourwalkingchrist.com, there will be a coupon code in the newsletter we send out on Wednesday. Thanks for watching, everybody, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in.